0: He's one of our own. He's one of our own. Dane Scarlett. He's one of our own. Go on, lad. Um, Does it feel a bit dodgy? Basically exploiting some sort of FIFA loophole to sign Man or Solomon, then invite Shakhtar Donetsk over to London for a charity-friendly... And then batter them. Just seems I don't know. Seems a bit mean spirited, doesn't it? In a way, but there we have it. That is Tottenham Hotspur five Shakhtar Donetsk one. Um, in a thoroughly enjoyable afternoon of association football, I think you'll agree. It's actually nice, isn't it? To see. I mean, yes. Again, pre-season friendlies. I get it. But still, seeing Tottenham actually play proactively, playing front foot football. Foot football. Front foot football. Just sounds wrong, doesn't it? Front foot football. I did this um I worked on this documentary once with Ben Haynes actually. Called Year of the Underdog, a little series. And uh there was one of the episodes were in Yeovil... And uh, the manager Darren Way at the time said he was going to play with four forwards, forward, and never been able to forget that four forwards, forward. He also would speak about welcoming Manchester United to his tight arena. He said uh, he was talking of their of their ground. But said so we have a very tight arena, and we are going to welcome Manchester United to that tight arena. He was—he was a lovely man. I'm not taking the piss out of him. He was just, you know, it was—he it was—he's—he's it was, he's a character. Um, but back to Tottenham Hotspur, front foot football. Tottenham Hotspur. Seen as not the ball about. Seen create a few chances. Seen as get the ball in the mixer. That's what you want innit? it. That's what everybody wants. Um, it's weird. It's just weird. It's like—is it? Has it just been that easy all along? Like, I mean, not to not to do Andrew disservice, right? I'm just saying, no. Like, isn't it? What what have all the other lot been doing? I get it. It's not their type of football. It's the whole like you know, wait for the opposition to die of boredom, as is supposed to be against the mo of the football club. Thank you very much, Mister Levy. Um, but it it just seems so seems so strange again to see us playing that way it seems strange to look at the TV on multiple occasions and see us have four five six players around the box around the opposition team's box it's a of, it's a breath it's a breath fresh air isn't it i mean being real not to you know not to do the whole kind of oh you know isn't European football so bad and everything and I know it's a, a, a pre-season friendly I'm just saying don't think we're going to get away with that quite as much in the Premier League I just don't you know um, the intensity of the league at least the rivalries and such that are there and when it's competitive yes you cannot you cannot take away from that when there's a competitive element to it as we saw with West Ham a pre-season season friendly but it's never friendly when it's against West Ham or someone is it Um, you know all that type of shit when it's more competitive yeah I mean I dare say we will be in more trouble if we commit that many players forwards in, in the way that we did today but you know that's that Sanchez that's style of football this is what we've been told we, we heard about the amount of goals that Celtic conceded despite scoring a lot themselves I mean, it's not despite, is it? It's, it's something that happens. Um, look, it's going to be interesting. It's exciting. That is definitely going to be a teething process. It's just nice to see, in isolation, watching this game of football, to see Tottenham win in the fashion that they did. Albeit, now, the elephant in the room, right? you got to say... Four of those goals (laughs) coming directly from Harry Kane, who, as far as we know, has just played his last ever game for Spurs. Um, We're creating opportunities. Creating a lot of them. James Madison, what a breath of fresh air. Um, Creating those opportunities, but, you know, that big H there to put them away, you know... Who knows? And this has been my concern all along, right? And I'm not pissing on it. I'm just saying my concern all along has been without H, talking about Harry Kane leaving, without H, we're camping that far forwards. Yep, great. We can score five goals in the game. One of those goals being from Dane Scarlett. I realise that. But still, scoring five goals in the game. When we start conceding more goals... If we can't offset that with H's goals, that's when you get into trouble, right? But today, you know, defence did did its job. Ben Davis, I, I, the back four, first of all, is for now. I mean, Mickey Van Der Ven was there in the crowd. So that's done, right? It's a done deal. So when I'm saying for now, this is the best defence. It's the best defence. Mickey Van Der Ven wasn't available. Obviously, it's going to be him alongside Romero since he signed. But... Ben Davis in that left center back role was pretty much perfect for most of the game other than his seeming inability to, you know, win an aerial duel which resulted in in Shakhtar scoring a goal. I think that's something we'd noticed before, but we didn't worry about so much because he was playing as the left center back of a 3 so his lack of aerial presence wasn't as much of an issue when you got two at the back though yeah i mean that's it's going to be more of an issue i'll talk about the individual players a bit more in a bit though um with uh, you know it's it's a cloud though isn't it it's a cloud over everything i'm still in the place where i i just can't i can't bring myself to really ever say Yeah, actually, I I get it. I think we'd be better off without Harry Kane. I get wanting the cloud to lift. I get not wanting to see him sign for Chelsea or Man United on a free transfer. Like, all these things are rational and I understand them. However, I don't think it's irrational and I don't think it's just maudlin sentiment to say, let's just hold on to him for as long as we can. Like let's just hold on to one of the best players in world football for as long as we can. Let's put it this way. If we were offered, say Harry Kane goes, we were offered Mbappe for a year for that loan, that loan period of a year, we wouldn't be saying, ah, well, you know, let's not, no, let's not have Mbappe because it'll only be for a year. And, Yes, there is There is a different emotional factor to this. We're not going to be worried if Mbappe goes and plays for Chelsea. It wouldn't be pleasant, but it's not quite the same as one of our greatest ever players playing for Chelsea. But the point I'm trying to make is, let's just not worry about if we've only got Kane for another year and looking at that as a negative thing in the context of it's the last year of his contract. Maybe just flip it to, if he does stay, great. We've got a year of Harry Kane. We've got a year of one of the best strikers, if not probably the best striker in world football, playing for our team, playing under this manager, this new manager who is playing ultra attacking football that is going to create an amazing bounty of chances for him to slap away in the back of the net. Like, maybe he'll even beat fucking Ireland's record this year. There's, There's plenty to look at. At here that is very exciting and I do I do think I believe him to a degree that he might be if he sees signs of improvement under Postokoglu I think it would being real I think it would take us being so good this year that we finish in the top four again it might take us being so good this year that we even win an FA Cup or a League Cup And finishing the top four for him to sign a new contract at Spurs. For him to be convinced that there's something going on here. But even if he doesn't, I think he's a player that is just that good that it's worth taking the gamble on. It's worth taking that horrible gamble that he ends up going to Manchester United uh you know, as I say this, I'm like, fuck. Or if he goes to Chelsea, like look, if he goes to Chelsea, that's on him. It is. That's 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 the only way I can put it. If he goes if he ends up going to Chelsea, that's on him. It is on him. And we can deal with that accordingly. But right now, the best interests of Tottenham Hotspur are to have as many good players as we can have playing for us. And just that thought of seeing Madison, who you know, I've dug him out a lot in the past, but actually suddenly seeing that type of player fulfil that function in our team. Again, probably, the well, he is the first player since Eriksson. Kulosevsky's kind of done it, but it's a bit different in my opinion because he's coming in off the wing. We've never really played him centrally. Having that player centrally, doing all the things that Eriksson was doing for us previously, having that back again, you're suddenly like, okay, right. This is like, this is good. And Harry Kane is going to get chances. He's not going to have to drop back as much and do as much of this kind of donkey work himself. I just, you know, a year of seeing those two play together. Another year of Sonny, you know, him getting the best out of Sonny, Sonny getting the best out of him. Playing in his, yeah, Harry, Harry Kane, Playing in an ultra attacking system, I mean, come on, man, it's gotta be, it's gotta be worth it, right? It's gotta be worth it. I mean, this this might all be hot air. like I say, this may very well could be Harry Kane's last ever game for Tottenham, and he ends up signing the deal for Bayern Munich. It's a lot of money, you know. And if he wants to go there, fair enough, you know. We've seen a weekend of pet passports being rumoured I don't know if anybody saw it on Twitter there was a rumour going round I think it was screenshotted from Spurs community or something like that the guy said I can't believe I'm that guy now but a mate of a mate has just sorted out Harry Kane's pet passports for Germany, sorry to tell everybody and then it soon got debunked by Twitter people looking into <laughs> into different rules and regulations across the EU and all this type of thing that seemingly suggests that Harry Kane would not need a pet passport. Therefore, community notes have done their done their job. Um, if he does end up going to Bayern Munich, look, I'm still I'm still one of those. Tim Pot Happy Clappers that thinks, okay, well, it's a shame. Very, I mean, you know, not at Blazo It would be very sad, but it's a great club for him, whatever we think about it. I saw Raj did a big thread about it the other day. Some of it I agreed with, but I think in essence, I disagree with the point that going to Bayern is not a value that is some sort of a step down. I just, you know, it's a, it's a huge club and winning stuff at a huge club like that, historic club, is going to be great for any player. You know, it is quite a, a a British-centric, English-centric, really, English-centric, I should say, view of things. This isn't just entirely directed at Radges. This is of, of the discourse at large around Canaan going to the Bundesliga. You know, nobody's devaluing Lewandowski's achievements of Bayern Munich. Nobody's devaluing, you know, whoever, Thomas Muller or, you know, Neuer, any of that other lot, that mob. Nobody's devaluing that, right? And yeah, you're going to get a few 14-year-olds saying, it doesn't really mean anything, dead league and all that. But, you know, just let them go and win some shit. Let him go and hear the kind of seven nation army music. Banging out three, four times every single home game. When he's scoring, you know. Good. And, you know, let's look at it this way. Bayern Munich are more likely to win a Champions League within his career than Tottenham Hotspur are. It's just, it's the way it is, right? Um, So, if he does go there, good luck to him. And I'm still with... uh, me mate, Con, who reckons we should go out there, have a few beers and watch him play. If he does go there, I'd be up for that. I think it'd be a laugh. Nice weekend. Don't care. If you think that makes me small time, you know? oh, I'm odd. Seems to be one of my catchphrases on this now, doesn't it? I'm turning into that. You having a laugh? Or what is, it? is it you having a laugh? It's that, isn't it, in extras. Can't I only watched extras the once. I enjoyed it. It was good. You know, it's not up there of office, but still some... Some funny bits in there, isn't there? Um, yeah, but I mean, today, yeah, it's not all, it's not all just about Harry Kane. Good team effort. Good to see the lads back at White Hart Lane. Naming rights pending. Knocking the ball about. Scoring a few goals. Raising a bit of money for Shakhtar Donetsk. Yes, my cynical side again is saying the fans are playing... Paying for Man of Solomon signing, um, but you know, whatever. Let's we don't we don't need to go into that too much today. Um, let's let's do the players, shall we? Let's do the players. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Vicario (sighs) early days early days I am pushing to the side of slightly concerned about him I think in the second half he made a couple of good saves there was one particular one maybe around the 70 between 70th and 80th minutes sort of fingertip reflex save it was very good um I'd like to see him be more commanding. I'd like to see him kind of, you know, be more of a presence in the box. I'd like to see him maybe read the game a little better. A few of the goals, basically all of the goals that he's let in, it, it almost seems like he's surprised, you know. There was another opportunity as well that Shakhtar had, I think it was in the very end of the first half. And they blazed a shot right across the face of goal. And he seemed quite slow to react to that as well. Um, early days. Early days. I don't know if I'd be overly surprised if Fraser Forster comes in as our number one, though, at some point. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I say, it is early days. I'm just I'm not... I'm not entirely confident um, in him. That's all I'd say. Because he doesn't seem very confident in himself. But that's it. Destiny Udoji. um, Yeah. Just looks like a player, right? It's nice to sign a young player. (laughs) Hear a lot of hype about him. And then not have it be like... For example... No shade at the lad, but Brian Hill, for example, where we've had to kind of sit back and be like, okay, well, yep, it's going to take him some time. Okay, he doesn't get on with the manager so well. He's struggling to adapt a bit. And seeing those flashes of quality, I'm a big fan of Brian Hill. I really am. Um, I'm glad that he's sticking around. I know it kind of has come as a result of him being injured. But I am glad that he's sticking about and I, I, he seems like the sort of player that Poscaoglu would like, right? But back to a dodgy, it's nice to sign a young player who we hear a lot about, who's just managed to come into the team and look like a first team player. That's the dream, right? That is, that's the dream scenario. Signing the exciting young player who actually seems good enough already enough mentally and physically to start playing straight away because he just he looks brilliant. He looks really, really good. Hats off to Peretici if it's one of I think it's one of his signings. Fair play, lad. Fair play. Maybe this is gonna be one of those things like I remember everyone moaning back in the day about Damien Camoli. Um about how crap his signings were and then he sort of did one fairly sharpish. I think did he he fell out with YOL? I think he fell out with YOL I wanna say. And then, actually, most of the players he signed, or quite a good number of the players he signed, actually turned out to be really good. Maybe that happened. <laughs> maybe that happened with Peretici. Um, Destiny a Dodgy, though, looks very, very, very good, and I'm very pleased to see him play. There were some concerns, right? There were some concerns that he might not be able to play in a back four, but he, he just looks—he looks brilliant. He looks like he's comfortable there. I mean, uh, I think he's. I think he's reading the game. I think his athleticism. I think his passing, especially, is great. Like bombing up and down the wing in the way that he does. There's no. There's no. I think defensively, he's sound as well. I. I really like him. I really like him, and I don't want to hype him too much. But I, you know, I think he's gonna be the best left back in the world. (laughs) Ben Davis what more can we say about Ben Davis I spoke about him at the top solid great dependable reliable player happy to have him there if we're playing a back four have him there to cover left back and to cover centre back I'm pretty sure he's happy knowing that he's a rotation option I think he's a very very solid player he often gets lumped in with say Dyer and Sanchez two players who are Pretty harshly, you know, treated as well by the fan base. No, I'm not always that kind to them as well. I I don't think Ben Davis deserves to be lumped in with them, though. I think Ben Davis is far more dependable and far more solid than either of them. Um, I think he's, you know, a very good player. Just, again, like I say, we we all kind of know his weaknesses in the air and that was shown today and that's a shame. But I guess that's, you know, that's just... It's just a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Christian Romero, good performance today, solid. In this system, his athleticism, his pace, his power, his fitness is going to be key, I think, in in being able to kind of press, press the action further up the field and then get back, leg it back and defend um, when we get hit on the break, which is inevitable in this system. It's a shame to see him not be able to, even in a friendly, just kind of iron out that little kink. That yellow card was silly. Reckless challenge. Right on the halfway line. Don't see the point of it. You know? I just think he's got to try and snap out of that stuff. I get it. It's part of what makes him him. But also, you know, on the V for the Lane podcast, they we're talking about him being a potential captain if Kane goes. And, you know... I can't see that man. I, I can't trust him enough to be to be a captain. Um, not not yet at the moment, anyway. But he's a fantastic footballer. Hopefully, him and Mickey Van Der Ven can forge a brilliant partnership, um, and then we'll we'll maybe see Romero go up a whole other level. Um, but you know that, that that's where we're at right now. Emerson Royale as our right back. Yes, very much so pleased to me over Pedro Porro. Pedro Porro has not showered himself in glory in a back four. I don't think so far this pre-season or like 10 minutes of preseason football we've had. But Emerson Royale, despite his rocky start at the club, I think we'd all kind of see him as, you know, with the odd no-look pass included. A bit more sauce than ben davis but he's an almost bit of a ben davis type player just in the respect that i don't think he's that flashy i don't think he's amazing but i actually think he's surprisingly solid i think he's he's versatile he's a good player like he he's 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 like i say rocky start but he's a good player and I'm happy to see him play in that right back role. It's going to be interesting to see what Jed Spence um does. I put out a tweet the other day. Sort of thinking, where where actually is Jed Spence? Where's he gone? Why haven't we seen? Why haven't we seen anything of him this preseason? And I was reminded that he's actually injured or has been injured. Is slowly coming back. Um. So you know, he seems like the sort of player that Andrew Coglu will like as well. So. Hopefully we'll see him be given a bit more of a, a crack this this year. League Cups, you know, early rounds of the FA Cup perhaps. be lovely to see us win one of those this year now we haven't got any European football, you know. Um, pierre emil Hoybier uh, I I don't want to go gunning players, but I think we've seen pretty much everything we've, you know, we can see and say and experience with Pierre Mojovia he's not he's not the worst player in the world we know he's not but nor is he the best player in the world I don't think anybody's asking for anybody to be the best or the worst player in the world that's the sort of strange metric I've decided to judge this performance of his by but he's quite lumbering looks like he's either carrying a bit of timber or he's bulked up um, like right, in a gain sense, he looked less mobile than even last season. Um, that might just be a fitness thing. That might just be a getting up to speed thing as well. Do concede that. Um, but yeah, he. There's a few moments where he, like, he holds. There was that one moment in particular, wasn't it? I think like 60th minute or so in the second half when he's kind of received the ball he's managed to evade a couple of challenges held it up well and then he's just kind of skied it he's just twatted it up to nobody and I just don't you know I just I just can't be asked for it you know I can't be asked for it um, but I'm not going to dig out I'm not going to dig him out too much mainly because I'm uh, I'm off to Denmark next month and so I don't want any of you Danish any you danish vikings to come sticking some sort of hatchet hatchet in the back of my head when i'm out there reliving your old viking days um i know how protective you get of him papo matasar yeah i i really like him man like I uh, like that ang seems to really like him as well um because I think he would have started, regardless of Basuma being fit or not. I think it's Papa Matasar and Basuma, right? Not Papa Matasar and Hoybier. Hoibier has taken Basuma's place because Basuma is, you know, he got that knock or he had that kind of breakdown in, due to fatigue in the uh, in the Lion City Sailors game. So I'm assuming they were just taking it easy with him, being careful. Um... But I really like Pepe Mata. I really, really like him. Like I genuinely, really do. Uh, I think you know the performance he put in in that first game in that AC Milan game spoke volumes. We we're all rightly very excited about him, and I guess whatever it is he's doing in training and whatever scouting and just done of him, and his previous performances, he's he's impressed. Uh, I do expect to see him starting most games for us until Bentancur is fully fit, right? Um, Nobody's come back to me. If anybody has listened to this, I've said previously, right, I'm not saying they're exactly the same type of player, but I'm saying to me he seems to have a similar type of profile to somebody like Bentancur, the way in which he kind of recycles possession. Is it recycling possession when you get the ball, move it on? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Um, I'm just going to use. I'm just, just going to look that up now. So I don't just want to use a term like that. Oh! I just dropped my phone on my Nether regions. Uh, quite a lot. <sighs> um, wow. Meaning of recycling possession. the players work continuously at turning away from the direction they are attacking and playing the ball across the field to remain patient and keep possession of the ball this is a process known as recycling recycling the ball when a team turns away from an opponent and looks to attack in a new area Um, yeah I mean that's that's kind of what I was getting at Um, I would say he does that quite well quite nicely Um, what's and just just said something after the game on van de ven it's not done yet we need some bolstering in that central defensive area we need defenders who can work in an aggressive formation defend well and cover behind them we'll be looking to bring in a couple in that area in the coming days Maybe he'll be bringing in Tap Cyber. That'll be that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. Sorry, sorry to interrupt that. I mean, I did, you know, I did just interrupt that with getting hit in the nether regions, as I put it. Um, but yeah, Pepe Matasar. Sorry to derail your match review there, mate, with my genitalia. But well done, good game. Glad to see you playing. Much love. Huminson. Um It's a difficult one, isn't it? You know? Love you, Sonny. I really do. I'm just not I'm not so sure about I mean maybe maybe he just needs to relearn. He said himself he needs to relearn this kind of wing position. It's more orthodox kind of wing position. Ange wants him to play and he says he likes playing in best so maybe give him the benefit of the doubt on that wasn't a vintage performance from him today I thought he looked he did a few meaningful things in the first half and then I think he kind of faded from it Um if Kane does go I still kind of feel like I'd like Sonny to be a main guy up front but I understand that it's probably going to be Richarlison right so you know maybe i just need to stop going on about that but yeah i mean let's just let's just hope that sonny can can find his best again look i mean sonny's never going to be a bad player sonny will always be an important footballer for spurs for as long as his spurs career lasts i think he's got 2 years left on his contract right 2 or maybe 3 actually no i think it's 2 after this season Um, this season and next season and I think he is going to be one of our more important and best players I just want to see us acknowledge his age acknowledge that his body may be changing I said this last year as well and try and play to his strengths not to marginalise him and to hope that he can be of benefit to a system like if we are going to use him to play to his strengths because he will be, you know, our star guy when when Harry Kane goes. Um, it's just kind of the way it is, right? The baton will be passed. So, yeah, I mean, don't need to draw too many conclusions. Sonny is Sonny. He's always going to be a good player. He's got a great attitude. Everybody loves him. I think he gives everybody a lift. So, you know, let's just get behind him. Um, James Madison... What an absolute breath of fresh air. Like I said, I take it all back. Letters of apology. Don't care if you supported Arsenal when you were five or whatever. Um, I think Gareth Bale is a chimp as well. So all is forgiven, mate. You look absolutely class. A few range finders from him today. Funnily enough, he was quite suspect in hitting the target. But... That will come. We, we we've all seen what James Madison can do. We've seen the type of goals he can score. He's just getting up to speed, right? But the 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 range of passing, the way in which he links up that midfield and the attack, but acting as that bridge between the two of them, allowing Harry Kane to stay up top and score four goals and get on the end of actually quality chances provided, put on a plate for him. Is what we've all been, you know, dreaming of since Ericsson decided he couldn't really be asked to play for Spurs anymore. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it, and I, I think even if Kane does go, whoever's up top, I'm sure Richardson will gobble up plenty of those opportunities. And I think it will be a shame for Madison because I think Madison, well, he said it, didn't he? And that I haven't actually, I haven't actually watched it. I've just seen enough people talking about it. His uh, he did something with Talksport and TNT, I think, where he sat doing some sort of podcast or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was from, but just talking about Harry Kane and saying, of course, he wants to play with him, um, because he's you know the best striker in the world, blah blah blah. And I think just for the fans, it's it's what we all want to see, right? And you want you just want to see players like James Madison playing for Spurs. He feels like a very Tottenham player. He does. And I know it's such a trite thing to say, but I I truly think only it is one of those things that only Spurs fans really get. Because opposition fans are going to say, oh, this shit player should play for Spurs and do that kind of forced banter. But I think people will, will really, if they like, search their souls, even non-Spurs fans, but Spurs fans get it the most, Non-Spurs fans will know, yeah, you know, Spurs do have this history of having these talents, these type of players who, for whatever reason, aren't playing for the best teams in the country, but suddenly go to Spurs and look at absolutely quality. And we've always had one. We've always this is the thing about Spurs, right? This is the thing that people can never take away from us. Even when we've been crap, we've always, always had a superstar. We just always have done. It's just the way... It's something about the club. Something about us. We will always have at least one. And yeah, we've been blessed the past few years because we've had several all at the same time. Um, But he is another in that kind of rich tradition of being an exciting, talented, not perfect, but good player in a very specific way. In the way that it's almost... I don't want to say chaotic, because chaotic sounds like you're trying to do him a disservice, but it feels less, you know, the the best way I can look at this, right, is look at Jack Grealish pre and post Guardiola, right? Jack Grealish pre Guardiola was such a Tottenham player. He really, really was, because you just kind of give him the ball and he could do something with it. He could excite like your fans because you wouldn't really know what he was going to do now pep guardiola has taken all his kind of raw materials and forged him into you know this this very particular type of final third player who works hard moves the ball around runs into space and it's less it's less chaotic right it's less chaotic and he's still brilliant he's he's one of the best players in the country for me, Jack Grealish. I think so. I'm not having a dig at it at all. But that type of thing, that Pep Guardiola type approach, is just not very Spurs, right? And yeah, one might argue that's our problem. But for where we are now, for when we want to have fun again, for when we want to remember, get back in touch with our identity as a club, somebody like James Madison, who just has that bit of magic about him, Right? It's just, it is quite exciting. It is quite exciting. And I dare say some of my scepticism of him in the past has been partly, partly due to just stupid tub thumping, we said stuff about Spurs once kind of stuff. And I don't think I'm totally off when I say that he is a streaky player and that he could be accused of being a bit of a match of the day player. I've seen some of those... I remember some of those games when we've played Leicester and he tries his best to make something happen against us. He would always pop up against us, but then we'd sort of go missing in games a little bit when the going got tough. But, look, I don't need to... Don't need to. You know, he was a young player. This is a mad thing. Carl Donnelly was saying this on the latest Fighting Cock. He feels like he's been around forever, but he's still so young. Um... There's a lot to come from him still. And just just on the strength of today, he's good. Like, he, he's part of the next generation of the football club now. Fully believe that. Unless he has such a good season, fucking Man City come in with 100 mil at the end of the year or something. And then he's offski straight away, isn't he? But still, um, it's great. I, yeah, I am quite surprised that we didn't get any competition from Liverpool. We didn't get any competition from Arsenal. I mean, Kai Havertz honestly truly, honestly speaking, there's no competition for me between Havertz and Madison. I know people can say, oh, they're slightly different players, but to me they they perform a similar function. I know Havertz has been playing as this kind of centre forward, false 90 thing at Chelsea, but how's that worked out for him? You know, I, I still kind of see him as that Attacking midfielder, a similar-ish player to Madison, to Bruno Fernandes, and uh, there's no competition for me. Like I offered Madison or Havertz, Madison all day, right, all day long. Um, so I'm surprised they didn't come in for him. United, I see why. There was apparently uh, there were some rumours that City actually were kind of interested in him, but Spurs got in there and got it done quickly, and City had, you know. Other irons in the fire at that point. So great. Fantastic. Got him done. Let's enjoy it. Dajan Kolosevsky. A, a game of two halves. A game of two halves. Because that, in that first half, I was sort of messaging a few people being like, where's he gone, man? Like, this is a season, whole, all of last season, he wasn't great. This preseason and this game today he doesn't look very good. He doesn't look very confident. You know, he kind of looks sluggish. He doesn't look like he's that fit. Uh, he kind of, the ball's getting stuck in his feet. I'm a bit worried about this now. Um, but then the second half, it suddenly seemed like he, he, he grew in confidence again, and we were starting to see, you know, Decky back. Um, we all look there's no alarmism to this right it's 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 an observation like i say there's there's a worry there but in the back of my mind at all times is we've seen how good he is we've seen how exceptional he can be he's very young and yes it's it's a shame to see him almost have taken a bit of a step back last year but a lot of our players did right it was not a system or an environment that really suited anybody, especially not attacking players. And maybe Ange is the man to get the best out of Kulisevsky. And if he is, that's very exciting because we've seen we've seen glimmers of it. In the tail end of the season when we beat Arsenal to fourth place and we got there, Kulisevsky looked like one of the best players in world football, like he genuinely did. Absolutely phenomenal. So we know we know the levels he can get to. Let's just hope that he gets back to that. Um but yeah, second half he looked great. I mean that the little ball to Kane to put him through for the fourth, for Kane's fourth, I think, was sumptuous. Sumptuous to say the least. Um Harry Kane, look obviously spoken about him a lot, but I mean if that is his if that's his way to bow out Four goals in front of the home crowd. I mean, what a guy! What a titan! Just one absolute pleasure it's been to see him. You know, be the figurehead of our club for for the past few years. Um, yeah, I already kind of have visions of him rocking up at Inter into Miami as well um, with David Beckham recreating the. The David Beckham Academy photo, him, Kate, and David Beckham now. Do you know what I mean? You can see it as a social media post. But I can I can see Kane playing in the MLS. I know we've sort of spoken about him maybe being a kicker in the NFL. I think the days of that kind of thing are a bit gone now, right? That kind of that fun cross-sports thing feels like even toward the end of the late 90s when pretty much all sports started becoming much more of a science. I don't really... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just think it's a bit far-fetched to imagine that a guy who is, you know, as good as Kane is, still could rock up and play it. You know, be an elite level kicker in the NFL. Americans, anybody listening, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it just... if It feels like a bit of a fantasy. What does feel more realistic to me, though, is Harry Kane playing in the MLS. He clearly has a lot of love for America, clearly has a strong affinity with the country, um, with sporting culture. Um, So I can see him playing there. Um, But whatever, don't need to go on about that too much. Four goals. What a pleasure. Um, What a guy. (sighs) I don't want him to go. Soz. Don't want him to go. I don't care. The money isn't mine. I couldn't give a shit. Spurs make a lot of money, man. Like, if you listen to this and you think, well, we can't let £80 million go. We can. Spurs make shitloads of money. Every Premier League football club makes shitloads of money. Like, £80 million to a Premier League football club is nothing. It's actually nothing. And... Look... We ain't probably going to have a player like him in our lifetimes again. Next 50 years. You know, it just, it ain't a thing. Oliver Skip, Gilles Celso. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't really say much about what either of them did. Gilles Celso um, is apparently been on the blower as well to the, get his name, Veliz, is it? Alejo Veliz? Something like that. One of them Carlos Kickerball ball names in it. Um, the young Argentinian striker. So, you know, and Ann just said he wants to keep Gio about. So look, we'll probably see more of him, more of him this year, which is hopefully good. Hopefully if he's kind of back at it and showing his best, then let's have it. Um, Dane Scarlett, what a finish, man. Like genuinely, what a finish. I, I kind of was joking. I wasn't taking the piss out of him at the start. I and mean, that's that's good. That's exciting. Um people have sort of spoken about his Portsmouth loan spell. It wasn't that good, he wasn't it I mean, people spoke about Harry Kane's loan spells at Norwich and at Leicester. I think a few more people said he was good at Millwall. Um my mate Jack who's a Millwall fan remembers Harry Kane pretty fondly actually, which seems to flip the narrative a bit of him kind of being a failure at all his loan clubs. Um but, you know, Scarlet's Scarlet's kid, but he suddenly the, the other thing is Phil was saying to me on WhatsApp, he suddenly looks like a bloke now, Scarlet as well. Previously when we've been talking about him, he's been a little boy, he has been, right? Suddenly he looks like a bloke. And just that turn and that finish was lovely. Um So it'll be yeah, I I, I I wonder if we'll give him a Premier League loan this year or if we'll keep him back and play him in the League Cup or something like that. I would imagine a lot of this will depend on Harry Kane's situation. Um, I would also imagine a lot of this will depend on how Ange views players like Troy Parrott. I think Troy Parrott's only maybe got a year left on his contract. wonder if we'll try and get some money for him. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but lovely. Lovely that from Dane Scarlett today. I was happy to see him get a goal. Um minor shout out as well to Mana Solomon who again didn't have much time on the pitch. Obviously this game was I mean I was about to say it was played in his honour. <laughs> it wasn't played in his honour, but you know what I mean. Like it was played uh, he was he played some role in this game coming to coming to life. Um but he yeah, I I think he looks like a really exciting good player. And I think this idea that he's ah he's all right you know he's free he's nice decent backup player i don't know man i i wouldn't be overly surprised if we see him starting games for spurs in not too long cuz he actually looks really good and i do i just go back to again that lad euro foot expert or whatever it was called the one again i'm not digging him out i just can't remember i haven't i don't have the decency to remember his at or his name a lad that was on the fighting cock the other day that Flav spoke to who was saying, you know, he profiled Mana Solomon before when he was at Shakhtar and thought he had the potential to be an elite level player. So whether or not he is just some backup for Spurs remains to be seen because maybe maybe he won't be. Um, exciting times. Exciting times at Tottenham. Good win, 5-1. Come on you Spurs. I have this year started a Patreon so you can find that at uh let's have a look. I've got, had a few people sign up at the moment. Uh, patreon.com dash RTR pod. Thus far I've got a uh, a monthly pod on there at the moment called the Robbie Keane Ultras. That I do it with my friend Jack Gallagher. He's a Derry City and Juventus fan, but you know, he's a football fan, he's a football writer. Um so I'm there, I'm gonna to talk to him once a month and get an outsider's view on and a non-confrontational outsider's view at that, um, on how he thinks Spurs is doing, using him as a bit of a yardstick. And he's just, you know what, he's a funny bloke, and he's good to talk to, So, and he's good to listen to. So you can listen to that. And also, every Thursday, I'm going to be doing a short 20-minute Thursday bulletin pod, where I speak to Phil, friend of the show, Phil. Um, some of you may remember him on Twitter as Single Malt Suds. But he, uh, we're going to be doing like a 20-minute pod every Thursday, just going through the week's headlines at Tottenham. So if you don't like listening to me go on and on and on for hours, then you don't have to. Um, but if you do like listening to me go on and on for hours, and you don't want to pay for Patreon, which is fine, fair enough, I understand, hard times at the moment, so, you know. Um, you can also listen to BYOB, Bring Your Own Blockbuster Podcast, a podcast that... Uh, I do with Ben Haynes, where we talk about everybody's favourite films of yesteryear, like the DVD shelf of films. Think about it, your pulp fictions, Gladiator, Pretty Woman. There's plenty, plenty we've done so far, and there's going to be plenty more that we're doing. Um, I think we're about 16, 17 episodes in now. So, BYOB, bring your own Blockbuster podcast. You can find that on, in all the places that you get podcasts, or you can find it on YouTube and you can. Watch my ugly mug waffle on about films, Um, but yeah, on the Patreon, I'm also going to be doing a version of this, but as a preview. So ahead of competitive games, I haven't been asked to do it for friendly. Sorry, but ahead of the competitive games, I'll be doing a uh, yeah a Friday preview of um of matches. But uh, yeah, goodbye. Planning for your next trip.